Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, your weekly discussion of motoring news. This is episode 361 on Tuesday, the 17th of October, 2020. Hello, I'm Alan. Hello, I'm Andrew. And this week, we'll be applauding Thatcham Research. We'll read about the real grilling some cars are being given. And we find out how can a car be made so cheaply. But first, we have a smidgen of follow-up. I think I cursed us last week by saying that we hadn't had follow-up for a while, when we had, but gloss over the inaccuracy of that statement. Uh, And this is the news that Lisa Brankin is now appointed as Managing Director full-time for Ford of Britain and Ireland, and that will be effective as of the 1st of November this year. She took over the interim position when uh, Andy Barrett had to step away from the company but he's decided now to take uh, retirement after 40 years of service with Ford. So we wish him well on his retirement. And mm-hmm. good luck to Lisa Branken because, my word, she's taking over at an interesting time. <laughs> she is. She is. But she's been with Ford since uh, 1990. Mm. So she's, you know, and she joined then as a graduate trainee. So she should, she's worked her way up and she knows the company inside out. So Do you think it's car companies that really... There's something in car companies that elicit people staying for so long with them. Possibly. I think some of it is that if you move somewhere and you settle somewhere, certainly in Europe, then that tends to be the car company that is there, Mm. certainly for the major companies. Because, and I think it depends on the type of role as well. So, I mean, she's been, I mean, she, uh, previous position was director for passenger vehicles she's worked up through lots and lots of jobs within that sort of sales marketing area and i think that that then works and keeps you in one place but one of the things we see about designers mood board is that people in those roles tend to be tend to flick around a little bit more yeah but then again i think that people either stick with one job and stick with one company forever or or they go they go independent and they end up as consultants. I would imagine also the fact that they are usually so large and across mm-hmm. quite a large area that people can move around the, yeah, while still being in the same company, but you can move to another country for another challenge or another role or another department. It does give those mm-hmm. opportunities, I suppose, actually. Thinking yes, about. you can move across functions, yep. so to speak. Yep buzzword 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 uh so so yeah yeah i I think that that's what it is i mean it's it's you see it before people do seem to stay with ford for quite a long time Mm -hmm. but not in a sort of volkswagen anyway right take us to new news please well new news and i i I think that this is a this is a response to to a well-known american electric vehicle uh and um uh, environmental credit selling company uh, announcing uh, announcing that they were releasing a beta of their full self driving, although beta and full uh, linked together uh, doesn't really make much sense. But neither does the fact that it's called full self driving, when essentially what it is is very good lane keeping assist and nothing more. It is not full. It is not self. No, and it's possibly not even to be categorized as driving in the complete sense of the word uh but anyway we're not going to talk about that because because my my podcasting colleague suffers from high blood pressure and quite (laughs) frankly his wife will kill me if he blows up uh whilst we're recording this but thatcham has put out a number of videos okay so so this is 
this isn't the the sort of what lunchtime watch or anything like that no. but but it is more in video than it is in in text format and it's a whole series of things about why automated link keeping systems can't be viewed as automated driving and it's it's quite interesting because they because it's it's interesting partly because it's really quite balanced uh, but it also in that it does point out that lane keeping systems are good but they're not automated driving automated driving is good but there isn't any out there yet no no matter what any manufacturer says exactly and it's not just the one in america that is hinting that they have oh no 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 more sorry this is this is others this is wider than that yeah. this is much wider than that and the other thing is that government's planning to allow automated driving on the motorways in early 2021 now i'm a little bit that's the bit that I'm a bit skeptical about because it's allowing trials of those for people who are doing it with, you know, safety driver and all this kind of stuff. So I don't, if there aren't actually any systems that qualify to be automated driving, then nobody will be doing fully automated driving. I, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it just doesn't exist at the minute outside of in certain areas there's waymo and there's uh, there's faces being pulled in my general direction i there's a couple of manufacturers that are pushing areas. that are pushing boundaries in what they are saying their capabilities are and what their vehicles are able to do well they tend to be only able to do it within a limited space as well okay right fine None of them are in the UK. No, though. no. Let's they, be very clear about uh, uh, that. No, they, are, uh, no, they are not selling in the UK. There are none on any roads. Well, they're not roads. selling anywhere. There are none That's on any road, public roads at the moment from manufacturers. Not from manufacturers, no. Because legally they are not allowed to do that. However, that has not stopped some of marketing from proclaiming yes. there are capabilities that these cars it can be strongly questioned whether they have and the reasons for the decisions that have been made on some of the backup systems need to be heavily questioned so we were talking about strictly before we um, <laughs> before we started recording this i'd just like to point out that what you've heard there is andrew dancing around any potential legal issues with the kind of footwork that would have put some of the some of the contestants to the shame uh, on saturday night but yeah no watch it's worth watching the videos no, yeah, we don't absolutely. always agree with Thatcham. sometimes we have a little bit of a grumble about them they've got a number of they've got you know 12 principles of safe automation and stuff all explained i haven't watched that one yet to be honest but the definitions the piece that explains the definitions uh, and that talks about the, di the differences is 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 well worth five minutes four minutes something of your time yeah just to clear up maybe some places where words matter it's very interesting because you will get to see what the technology can and cannot do and mm. i think that and, will and open isn't, isn't allowed to do as well yeah, yeah, as absolutely. part of part of this which is it, it's worth mentioning that that yeah. part of it is to do with what it's allowed and not allowed to do there there is some legislation trying to keep us safe you know it often I in particular will be saying, don't do this, don't do that. But there is a lot of legislation in place currently to not allow, uh, not allow things to get too far ahead of the capabilities. So, yes. but it is. Yeah. I am very reassured to see that one of the companies that tests safety systems is saying, "Dear government, please don't allow this to start in the spring." Mm -hmm. That I think yeah. that's an yeah. imp very important thing. 
and it's a brave thing for them to say Absolutely, as well because yeah. they tend to yeah they make money out of it as well yeah anyway moving on should we talk about about how porsche's taycan podcasts to the heart of its new models yes well we'll talk about podcasts <laughs> <laughs> do do feel free to cut that <laughs> But this is the news that the Porsche Taycan has actually the first car that has integrated fully Apple Podcast app and Apple Music Lyrics, which I'll explain what that is in a moment. But the important one for us, uh, because of who we are, is that Apple Podcast has, has been deployed for the first time in any car, the full Apple Podcast experience. So you get the charts you get the top 100s you get it in multiple languages you get the top charts per category and all the rest of it so whereas with carplay you get the podcast app and basically it really plays whatever you've subscribed to Mm -hmm. akin to how overcast does it um, which is the measuring podcast preferred apple device podcasting player of choice but I think this this is a really interesting step by Apple because many people have said for years that Apple has done nothing with podcasts. And to be fair, yes. they haven't. They've sort of been this benign uncle and allowed podcasts to just carry on doing its thing. And they haven't interfered. They haven't tried to make money directly from it or anything else, whereas other platforms have. What if I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, and I think this is showing an indication that they have realised how important it is, and they are making a move to help to help people enjoy podcasts in a in a better way. Well, it's when people listen to it. I mean, we know that from our own research. Yeah. The listeners who've been kind enough to fill in the the survey role and any kind of nasty freaky tracking but yeah listening listening on drives listening when going places is great i actually on the way down the road today because i for those of you who who haven't been following along at home uh, i drove uh, if i'm a little tired it's because i've driven from scotland back to northamptonshire today and i got in the car earlier on and thought gee i haven't done any reading up for the, the the podcast i wish i wish there was some kind of automotive news podcast i could listen to 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 prime me for tonight's podcast and i thought hang on a minute that's why we started this darn thing in the first place <laughs> Sorry, I didn't do you a sort of daily snippet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I ever get made redundant, then the first thing that's going to happen is there will be a daily news podcast. Um, but we are currently, for anybody who is looking for us in the charts uh, at the time of recording, South Africa. We are the 19th most popular automotive podcast in South Africa on Apple Podcasts, and they're 182nd in leisure, which isn't too bad given that's the night before releasing a new one. Yeah. And what has to be remembered as well with Apple Podcast is that the position in the charts is never just down to how many people listen to it. So when we congratulate other podcasts out there for being in the top five or whatever that we do, we really mean it because a lot of things have happened behind the scenes that Mm -hmm. you as the listener don't care about, but we've had to care about a lot of things have happened that have meant that they are in that position. So if you see somebody in the top 10, top 20, top five, or if they're in particularly in the leisure category for when it comes to motoring, if they're visible in there, then they have had a cracking week and few days and they need a congratulations. 
it means they've done better than stuff like than stuff like the Gardener's World podcast. And that is, by the way, I am not extracting the urine when I say that. No, that, that is kind of thing. normally to beat number one. The BBC ones. <laughs> yes. If you if you if you can if you can get ahead of any of the BBC, you've done outstandingly well. Sue Perkins had one in crocheting or knitting at one point, and it was always up there. Yep. And it's just like, well, obviously we're doing this wrong. It should be the motoring crochet podcast. Yes. Crochets of cars. <laughs> We're crocheting winter winter warmers for the cars. That would help us with some manufacturers. Oh, yes, they might re- they might understand what a podcast was. Let's not go there. Uh, but the the other part, going back to this story that we were originally talking about, but the other part was music lyrics, mm-hmm. and that what it is is during the song lyrics are going to be displayed on the and this is very important and I'm glad to see this, but the passenger facing screen of the Taycan that the uh, lyrics of the song that's playing... <laughs> what a waste. It should come up on the head-up display. What, so so everyone can do karaoke at once? Or karaoke? Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. But I, I'm, I'm not convinced by the lyric bit, but I really like the podcast bit because anything that, that allows people to enjoy podcasts, whatever podcast it is, I mean, obviously we want people to listen to ours. Hang on, are we being one of these podcasts that do nothing but pimp podcasting? No, because it's or not the only podcast. thing. It's not the only thing we do. Okay, fair enough. We haven't mentioned certain manufacturers and cars yet. Get on with <laughs> it. Anyway, so that's that's that one. But I, I, if that will now start passing out to the rest of us in in the normal world that don't get one of these. <laughs> It'll descend from the Taycan to the rest of us plebs yeah. over time. Surprised it didn't start in the S class. Isn't that normally yeah. the uh, forefront of all technology that we all get? <laughs> Isn't that what used to be said? That's what that well that is what it used to be. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I'm not in a position to make fun of classic Mercedes at the minute. So. No. There's no fun to be made from them. Just admiration. No. Yes. Right, take us take us to a low traffic neighborhood, please, Alan. Well, yes. So this has been something uh, which certainly uh when many of them were introduced quite suddenly uh, caused an awful lot of outrageous outrage. And this is where, in parts of London, then it was basically they, they sort of blocked off and stopped stopped many through roads being allowed for to, for vehicles, uh, but only for only for bicycles, pedestrians, um, no scooters, uh, people playing were. hot sc- <laughs> people. Yes, yes, e scooters if they were allowed, uh, and uh, people playing hopscotch and and that kind of stuff, and there was. As I say, many people were were outrageously outraged and made lots of noise about it and posted videos of backlogs of cars on uh, on social media and stuff. Uh, however, there is news out of a YouGov poll. Now, before you go any further, now I'm about to cover that. Please, stuff. please caveat okay. this because we we wish to be very clear before this comes. Yes. So, so we 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 did. We weren't necessarily going to cover this because the 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 sort of organic hemp alarm alarm <laughs> sacks started waving in our general direction because it is commissioned by Greenpeace. Naturally uh, coloured red. <laughs> yes, yes, using only the finest organic cochineal beetles, and that then was shared with the Guardian, where this story is from. So, okay, 
a certain amount of uh, so so a certain certain number of warning signs uh, were popping up that we should maybe treat this one clear uh, carefully but on deeper reading it is it's really quite an interesting thing it, and it, it points out it's worth a read naturally the link is in the show notes uh, obviously you can you'll be able to find it on the guardian website if you don't fancy going to to via our show notes at motoringpodcast.com then it points out that, that actually people do quite like them now mm. now that the initial now that the sat nav algorithms have all updated to accommodate them now that the most ridiculous ones have been removed again that actually they're quite popular mm-hmm. uh, and there were a couple of things the first of all was first one was that they weren't it points out in the article is that they weren't all implemented very well at all no i mean i've had a good moan about a few round our way <laughs> yeah yeah they weren't all implemented very well at all but that that's not a reason to stop actually having them and stop actually implementing them they're fine as long as they're implemented well and people are used to the idea i would i would add on to top of that as well it's something we discussed again before we we, we hit record but uh, communication is a big thing as well here and mm-hmm. and discussing it with people in the local community because i think they will the the road planners will get a, a better feeling and will actually be helped out to be able to implement because obviously with any new thing there will be a certain proportion of the, of the population that just go no that's bad because mm-hmm. it's new and they will be as far as they're concerned inconvenienced without thinking it through, without experiencing it, that just, I cannot carry on as I was, so therefore this is bad. And and that has to be taken into account, and you have to you have to engage with those people. Sorry, buzzwords. But you I know, we're doing quite badly tonight. But you do have to you do have to talk to people and you do have to communicate what the reasons are, what what the ultimate aim is how you feel you can achieve it and then be a, and then sit there and and take back feedback from others mm-hmm. and then i think they will get adoption locally yeah but according to the survey overall uh the changes are popular so that could be a good thing for the rest of us no absolutely i mean i think i think they mm-hmm. can they can work in areas of all towns and all urban areas in in this country and again I don't think anybody, when we had the full lockdown where no one was going anywhere, I don't think anybody sat there and went, oh, I hate the fact that there's no cars leaping up and down the roads, you know, rather than it's quiet. And there was other implications with that, but no one went out the front door and went, oh, it's dreadful. There's no cars going up and down. So it's sort of, it's getting a good balance, I think, and allowing people to see what, the advantages are and it and experience those advantages which then will make adoption better i feel agreed i mean we again before we recorded i I talked about a couple of particular journeys i do that i would love to be able to do without a car and this is some from somebody who's doing who is one half of the motoring podcast who said i would love to do without a car but i can't I, I, i say that right i would love to work somewhere generally if not from home but that i could cycle to Mm -hmm. because and i'll tell you why it's because then driving a car can be kept to be fun absolutely yeah 
and that's that's the thing with me it's like i, I love i want public transport i want uh, multimodal transportation systems i i want to be able to have and access some form of uh, integrated public transport system. I think that is so vital. I mean, I go to Switzerland. I went to Switzerland. Used to go to Switzerland. You will go again, Alan. Don't worry. And, you know, you see the thing and you think, well, okay, that's brilliant because I can use the train. I can use the trams. I can use all these things to get where I want to get to. But actually, when it came to the weekend, you know, when it comes to the weekend, when I'm doing the nice bits in between, then I can absolutely use a car, take the car somewhere nice, but but in the meantime, when I have to rely on it, when I have to rely on public transport, I can be assured that the public transport is going to run, and it is because it's Switzerland going to run on time. Mm. Oh, and be affordable. Yeah, but that's that's with uh, an ethos that um, that sort of infrastructure is very important and vital to mm. a country working well. Yes, absolutely. So. But but I agree. This is a really interesting article. Um, it, you know, it, if we didn't have a lunchtime read, this is almost lunchtime readish mm-hmm. in in its yeah, quality. It is, it's and and as Alan said, the further I got down, the more I changed my perception of what this article was coming, what angle this article was coming from, because it actually mm-hmm. is very balanced and is very well written. So I uh, do encourage you to read that and then have a think about your local situation and. Then think, if that level of thought is put into it, can it work near you? I just want something other than speed bumps as traffic oh, calming geez, around here. Yeah, yeah oh, absolutely. Just, just, just have a little bit of invention. Yeah. Sorry, I, I spent weekend, as I mentioned a few times now, my parents, and, and that involves going up and down the track, and my mum's continuously complaining about how bad the road is. And the road compared to actual paved roads around here, it's not that bad. <laughs> but I wasn't brave enough to say that. Oh, I don't blame you. No. <laughs> Anyhow, that takes us to Guilt Minute, that point in the show where I remember that I still haven't written a new version of this. Uh, and remind you to consider what the Motoring Podcast is worth to you. If you feel it's worth a small amount of your hard-earned cash, then please head to motoringpodcast.com and click on the orange Become a Patron button right there on the front page. If you're already a patron, thank you so very much. We know that not everyone is in a position to do that, uh, especially at the moment. So don't forget to like, rate, and leave feedback via the podcast player of your choice. Uh, One of the things Andrew mentioned earlier on when we were talking about the podcast app was the number of things that have to work together to actually get you high up the charts. And believe it or not, feedback and reviews are one of those. Uh, We noticed we've had another couple recently. So thank you. Thank you to to those um, five-star reviews are awesome. Yes, thank you very much. And do and do yes, appreciate the fact you've taken the time out of your day it, to do it's that. A, yeah, because it's not you've sim- taken the time to do it. No, they they don't. It is a sort of labyrinth and pain in the bottom to do it. So thank you so much. We we appreciate and we notice. I, I wanted to be noticed that we notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yes, we do notice. We we sort of to to keep tabs on these things without being obsessive uh, yeah. about them. Not so much anymore. <laughs> No, in the early days. Now we're just like, bleh. Uh, <laughs> well, there's so many things that are out of our control in it. That's what there we've we learned, yes. <laughs> Consistency is key, is being one of the key ones. Yeah. Hence, 
Hello, it's Tuesday. Or Wednesday by the time you get this. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that helps us is subscribing. So uh, if you subscribe, then you help us both the podcast charts, which is lovely. But more importantly, you get the next show without any of the anxiety and worry that you may miss out. Subscribing, by the way, is free. Yes. Costs you nothing. Uh, That is one of the great things about apple having been a kind uncle to podcasting uh, over the last however many years so uh, so yes that's something to worth uh, something worth bearing in mind just there mm-hmm. right should we go into formula e because we've actually got some news for a change well, we do. Yes, there have been a couple of changes to the calendar uh, in Formula E. The It has been named by Motorsport UK. They have put it forward as being an elite motorsport. Uh, so Formula E Operations Limited, the series promoter and organizer, is based here in the UK. Um, and uh, five of the Formula E teams are based here. Yes. So this is actually quite uh quite Im- Im- important uh so basically those those five fully british teams uh now uh, will have various covid uh exemptions or that gives travel them, gives them the opportunity to ask for to, yes. to ask for these exemptions if, if they, they feel need they need them yeah and mm-hmm. i think this is the important bit that it's not like just a carte blanche it's you do have to ask and you still you can still be refused but you put the you put the point forward. Yes, it gives extra weight to that. The other thing is that two of the races have already been postponed. So the second and fourth Epres, mm-hmm. well, what were meant to be the second and fourth Epres in Mexico City in February and Sanya in March mm-hmm. are now not well, they've been postponed. Yes. Mexico Cities is because where the track was going to be is where the emergency services have got their big location. Ah. And that's where they get deployed from to help out with okay. COVID at the moment. And we're waiting to hear back uh, when they will be rescheduled for. There's suggestions on when they'll be, but there's nothing confirmed yet. So we're not going to bother uh, mentioning that. But if you wanted to have a look, it will be, as ever, in the race is show notes. Uh, Santiago though is getting is getting is becoming a double header on January the sixteenth and seventeenth. Yeah, to make slightly make up for that, we're starting the season with a double header. So I I always quite like Santiago. It's been a good one. Do you know what's nice about Santiago is I think it's actually been one of the tracks that's been there since right at the start because mm. there used to be far more. It was um, on the beach, wasn't it? Almost because didn't they have pretty sand much, yeah. issues one year? It was a big challenge in first or second season yeah yeah but the, the yes. other problem with santiago they've got the minute is they're still having the sporadic what's what's described in the note in the uh, article is sporadic public disturbances <laughs> which last year was full-on riot <laughs> yes yes not 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 genius mm. so hopefully that will calm down hopefully whatever the society issues are that have caused that will calm down a bit as well um mm-hmm. but yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to the season starting again because i like the fact that it last season was so much less crashy yes which was a big a big because uh, i was on the cusp of giving up on formula e it, the season before the last one was particularly bad i agree mm. yeah it, it got a bit it got a bit tricky when basically everyone was sort of smashing into each well, other. They, they had very, very tight 
hairpins that meant, of mm-hmm. course, that was going to happen as well. So, well, yeah, they, it's, yeah. but they but they impossible. they spotted it themselves and they got drivers on board to help advise on how they could make it more flowing and and better for everyone to watch as well as drive. So. It seems to be the theme of tonight's show is 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 wouldn't it be better isn't it better when everyone talks to each other i know god we're just dreamers i think alan we're just dreamers we are (laughs) right take us to a lunchtime read then lunchtime read uh comes from the auto styling blog and it's it is it is lee walton and it is about whether or not the whether or not the the fronts well no whether or not the newest bmw uh cars being launched are embarrassing or impressive um specifically the m3 and m4 with the rabid badger uh, rabbit not rabid badger rabid beaver grill yes <laughs> uh, on the front which is somewhat it's, it's slightly muted by by a by the big euro number plates uh and yeah he talks all about that so that's worth Lots of comparison, lots of discussion around around um, around other vehicles as well, and surfacing and all that kind of stuff. Really interesting. It's a fairly chunky. Could must be well over a thousand words anyway. It's a proper uh, lunchtime so read. Worth a read. Maybe, it maybe really is a proper times. lunchtime read, guys. It, yeah, yeah. No, but I but I like the fact that um, he he's asking. He, he's sort of asking the question: Are we being too harsh on BMW? Talking, and when we say when I say we, uh, car Twitter, because <laughs> that's where we live. But but also comparing it with other companies and saying how did these companies not get that flack? Uh, and I mm. thought that was very interesting because I think it. I think the way the BMW design has been executed on those two models has has just not been good generally. Uh, it's like the the grill is almost like the cherry on top type mm-hmm. thing because that's an easy thing for people to see. But if you then blank that out and look at the rest of it, there's lots of other things to go. Wow, you went, you did that. And and Lee makes the point about that, and he also discusses, uh, you know, where does Germany sit now when it comes to design? Because it used to be that Germany led it. Is that the case anymore? He's asking that question. So there's a lot of things in this article for if you if you're interested in car design uh, and the way things are going. There's a lot of points he raises, which are very interesting, uh, and I think it's a, it's an excellent piece for that. And none of them, by the way, are that you shouldn't have a very distinctive and visible uh, front on your vehicle, no. uh, which immediately aligns it to your brand. No, absolutely uh, not. So do be do be aware of that. No, and and I think that's that's right. I mean, if you're going to have a look, go for it. And BMW have gone for it. To be fair, it, just whether that's been well executed is up for the public to decide. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So it's a it's a cracker. Mm-hmm. It'll keep people going for a little while. Well, sticking with the theme of car designers, because that's where Lee comes from, uh, we have got a list of the week that is from Autocar. It's a, it's a little bit older, and we've kept this in our back pocket for when weeks were a little bit thin on stuff. And we we're not saying that it was thin this week, but the and finally was almost about a different uh, was about different colorways being introduced from a brand of driving glove. Okay. Shh. Don't, oh, don't release don't, that. It could be next week. week. <laughs> there you go. Spoiler alert. 
But this is from Autocar, and it's talking about great car designers and what Autocar have decided is their finest creations. And there are obviously names that we would recognize and everything, and there are some cars in there that I... Well, there's there's only one that I go, really? That's the pinnacle? But the rest, and I'll... Oh, I think I know which you one You probably do know which one it is. Say, yes. But there are some... I had a very hard time trying to pick one designer and their car. Have you had a chance, Alan, to pick one that speaks a little bit more loudly than the others? I am Please going to choose... <laughs> I'm going to choose Peter Horbury. Oh, okay, you didn't. Good. <laughs> uh, uh, Peter Horbury and the the uh, Volvo, the ECC concept, which of course uh, previewed the the S80, which is the most Peter Horbury of of the Peter Horbury Volvos. Excellent. Really, uh, and you can see the concept at the Volvo Museum in Gothenburg. Mm-hmm. I like that. So what about you, Andrew? I'm assuming it's not Patrick Le Comment. No. No, no, it's not. Uh, I you went know, for um, uh, Robert Oprom. Oh, okay. Oh, ooh, I haven't got to him yet. Right at the uh, end. I assume it was the, was it the SM or the DSM? DSM. DSM. Oh, yeah. Sorry, and, <laughs> that and, was relatively easy to choose once I knew you. And there, there, are, there are so many others I could have selected in there. Oh, the BX yes, I've just... was... Very close. I mean, I know that's a bit Citrantastic, but but also the TR um, the TR four. Yes, as Michelotti, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, so I just I, thought that was it. it, it it's such a, a lovely design. Let alone how it's been how it was executed in quite a brutal fashion when it comes to engine and stuff like that. But I, mm. I, just, I, just, I just think that's a lovely design. But all of them, but the SM uh, for me. It's a, oh, how, yeah, yeah, please. totally. Thank you. <laughs> totally. Oh, can I, if I can choose a, a second one then quickly? But by the way, because there are 30, yeah. there are loads. Don't worry, everyone. We are, there not, are, we are not nicking We are not giving queue. away a list of six here. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this. The other one, of course, is, is, is I see that Bruno Sacco is in there with the Mercedes W124. So obviously, I that's why I'm buying going one. With first. <laughs> that's exactly why I bought one. Yep. <laughs> no that is great that is awesome i hadn't got that far to be honest no okay take us to the end finally alan and finally this week well we're sparing you the gloves possibly the gloves are on or off <laughs> the gloves are off at the minute no what what caught my eye this week was was jason tuchinski on uh jalopnik taking the world's cheapest ev to um to Monroe Associates uh, and Sandy Monroe of Monroe Associates, who are experts in looking at looking at stuff, reverse engineering, and working out roughly how much it costs, uh, and yeah, to try and to try and get his opinion on on how how on earth it could possibly have only cost eighteen hundred US dollars shipped to the US. <laughs> yes, that's shipped. <laughs> from china to the u.s uh and it's it's really interesting uh he has lots of things to say about it 
and yeah, lots of lots of opinions on it, and it, it's well worth watching. It, it is both an interesting and amusing video, as you kind of expect from some of the core folk at Jalopnik. Yeah, there's lots of urine extraction, but at the same time, there is there is quite a key message and lots of interesting stuff to learn in it. I like this overall story. Uh, I, <laughs> no, I like the fact that these so- that they've they they went for it and they're sticking with it and they are really pulling it apart in a I can't believe it. No, it's, but every it's, time it, it's going but it's it started true. out it's still it right. started out from from how big a pile of poo is this going to be to actually, that's actually really good. That's really good. That's really good. Actually it's that's, not bad is it whoa hang on does this switch because we hang on. It's, that be it's not bad and then it actually it's really quite clever yeah. you just because you look at the way we because it's coming from the other end of where we are in western society isn't it it's we're going but we've grown up and evolved with cars becoming more complex more expensive mm-hmm. blah, blah 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 more safe and that sort of stuff which adds to the complexity and this is just coming from a completely different angle, tackling a problem that isn't the same as the one that we have been presented that cars are tackling now. Yeah, that was awfully deep. But yes, I agree with you. I think that's very insightful, Andrew. Oh, my God. What are Hang you on. and what have you done with the real <laughs> Andrew, please? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah. It's it's a cracking video. It's what seventeen minutes long or something. Well worth a watch, uh, if only for Sandy Monroe's uh, facial expressions uh, <laughs> on the way through. But, uh, no, g- genius stuff. Yep, genius stuff. Really, really worth really worth time. Absolutely cool. Parish notes this week. Next Monday is the first Monday of the month, so it will be Zoom Zoomers uh, with a on the youtubes uh with a live live and with a guest who is used to being on the telly box so that that should be quite interesting uh that should be good actually looking forward to that cool. um what else is there going to be the chance to do it? there's no chance to do a to do a, 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 a not this week not not this week because we're both absolutely mobbed. There will be some special editions coming up because we've got some some things got to, stuff record to record. And I've got stuff. I've got stuff in my diary, folks. Ooh. Ooh, I know. And that stuff's to record as well. Not just he's got stuff in his diary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was quite mad actually this last week that I I got uh, last week. I, I was invited to a whole load of things which I couldn't make because life. Here were the first car things I've been invited to since about February. So. But you are getting cars as well, so that's added yes, to yes, the yes. Uh, yes, I've got a... stuff to be recorded. <sighs> Should I tell people what's coming next? You can. Yes. Why not? Peek? Why not? I have. I have coming up. Uh, so right at the minute, I have. I have a commercial vehicle, which should be an interesting counterpoint to uh, to the the Fiat Panda review from the other week, uh, which you can find. Uh, back in the feed, a couple, are you, are you trying to say that the handling will not be exactly the same? No, no, no. It is rear-wheel drive, though. Uh, excellent. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, rear-wheel drive, six-speed auto. So, so that's a start, almost. Uh, and then the next up is actually what I believe. Well, what I'm really hoping is going to be a credible r- rival to the Volkswagen Up GTI. Ah. It's a 100 horsepower A segment hatchback. So that arrives on Monday. 
And if if any of, if, if either of us know anything about a small little hatchback that is fairly um, sharpish, then we have put it in the hands of the right person. Well, it gives me another challenge, you see, because at the end of next week, this is before all of you start on me, the end of next week, I'm off to try another little hatchback, which should be quite sharpish. And then it gives me the the, 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 the question of which uh, sharpish little hatchback do I take to said launch? Because normally I would just take the press car and go, look, I've got a press car. Or people can spot that I've got a press car, which, which sounds really, really silly but i'm so used to turning up to stuff and i don't have a press car and everybody else does but i'll probably take my own i think yes that brings us to the end of the show so everyone don't forget that between now and next week you can give us any feedback share your thoughts to the show at motoring podcast on twitter and instagram on facebook and on the contact page of motoringpodcast.com the hub of all our activities please don't forget about our patreon available at motoringpodcast.com support and please leave a review and rating on apple Podcasts or however your podcast app lets you do such a thing Andrew, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Best way to get in touch with me is via Twitter. If you search for Crack Windscreen, you should find me there. And Alan, if people would like to get in touch with you and understand and learn more about how to best pack boxes, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? You can do that via Twitter, where I'm at AJP Bradley. That's B-R-A-D-L-E-Y. We'll be back very soon. But until then, I've been Alan Bradley. I've been Andrew Clues. And safe motoring.